What's good? What's going on? <laughs> it's been forever, we know. It's been a minute. But we're back with Thursday Night Nuggets. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Anyway. Alright. <laughs> Alright, guys. So, some of the things that we're going to be talking about, or some of the things, one thing, mm-hmm. that I guess can lead to many other things. But, uh... One of the things that we're going to be talking about is just how the church responds to the world. And I mean, I know this is like a broad subject, but I'm going to try to hone it in. So I was talking with a friend uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were just outside talking and he, we were just talking about different churches and he was talking about a church that he used to go to. And um, the story he told me was, you know, he wanted his church to do more of outreach. But they were kind of an old school church, kind of we we're stuck in our ways. This is how we do it. If any if anything's gonna change, they gotta come conform with us. And so, anyways, he's telling me how there was a park across the street from the church, and he's like, "Yo, why don't we, you know, start having events or start reaching out to the youth that come to this park across the street?" And they're kind of like in this kind of hood neighborhood. So the response he got was, "Ain't nobody trying to get shot." We're not going out there to try to get shot. Basically, we're not going to risk our lives for some kids to try to give them Jesus. What are you thinking about? So, anyways, he said he went out there one time um, just to see what was going on because they had these events going on. And come to find out, there was a church that was way across town that would come to this park just to serve the kids. And actually what happened with that is because of that, these those kids started to go to that church. And that church would get a van and bus those kids from their neighborhood across town to their church to the point where it had so much of an impact that this church has now created a school out of it. Like they've got their own school because of that, because they decided to go reach out and so we were just talking about how how interesting that is, you know, for, I mean, I can just call it what it is, culturally black churches to kind of just stay within their walls and want people to come to them. And then when they do come, as they are, because that's what you, oh, you know, come, come as, as you are. are. <laughs> you know, they do come as they are, but then we try to conform them to our ways and not God's way. Mm. Because we feel like, Honestly, we feel like we know God's way based on how long we've been, quote unquote, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Right? That is where we start to miss the boat, if you will, because now we think that we know it all or we at least know more than them. So they should conform to what we know. When I know in, what's that. Yeah. When in all actuality, when they come in, we should be asking, Lord, how do we minister to these people? Because mm-hmm. everybody's not going to be the same. The way you got saved is not going to be the same way that somebody else comes in and gets saved. Even if, even if that person has a, the same or similar background to you, does not mean they're going to respond the same as you did when you were introduced to Christ. Mm-hmm. And so it's taking time to find ways to extend God's love different from the way that you received it and different from the way that you think they should receive it. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. That's when people start to miss the boat because we never want to take time to find out that, okay, Lord, I know I was saved this way. I know so-and-so was saved in a similar fashion. But what do you want to do? How do you want to reach? How do you want to impact this person's life? Mm-hmm. You know, this person comes from this type of background or that type of background. What, how do we minister and reach their heart? Because I know some of the ways that I did it, and maybe it was successful with other people, but now I'm dealing with another person mm-hmm. who has a different personality, different character, different traits to them. How do I reach them, right? And that's on the end of people coming in, but we should be more on the end of going out. And, and I mean, when I say this, I'm not just telling everybody else, I'm talking to myself as well, that we should be on more on the end of trying to reach out. The world ain't ashamed to do what they do and reach out and try to grab as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Why can't we do that for the kingdom? And without being classified as being worldly or being secular, because when it really comes down to it, I know people in the world always say, oh, you know, especially athletes, I want to give glory to God or whatever, but their life doesn't match it. Why can't we do that very same thing and then show how our life matches that, which will display the difference between saying and then doing, right? Because <laughs> James talks about us being not only hearers of the word, but, but doers, doers as well. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of athletes and a lot of people that are on TV and getting awards, actors, actresses. Ah, uh, you know, I want to give glory to God because without him, this wouldn't be possible. Yeah, that's all cool. That's all based off what you heard, but you're not doing nothing he said to do. And so we want to be those people that hear it and do so that others know the difference. Yeah, and disclaimer, of course, we're not coming from a perspective or side of, uh, yeah, well... <laughs> we got this in the bag like no we're you know we say this from a perspective of we're working on it (laughs) like um so grace there so I took my notes of course um and what's been like a I guess a recurring theme is you know I saw on Facebook someone put ministering to the heathen and I was like "Uh, okay like I get the message you know (laughs) Um, well, we named Colin. Right, we named Colin, but um, but the backdrop of that is, you know, that's what we're trying to reach. And with the title, of course, you know, um, well, the church of the well, the four corners of the church reach the four corners of the earth, meaning um, outside of yeah, you know, outside of what we see. Um, in a church, which is, you know, we know it's not a building, but some people still think it is, you know, like outside of that, what are you doing? What are we doing? I know our pastor says it all the time. Like, you know, what are you doing outside of the church? You know, that's what actually matters. Um, because inside the church, you have believers or so you think, um, you don't want to assume, um, cause you might have a visitor or someone you haven't seen um, come in or someone you have been seeing <laughs> come in and they still don't believe, but they haven't been saying anything, right? So we just can't assume. Um, but you want to reach those people. And so it's just like, okay, the main message we're trying to get 
across is to just go do um go and do (laughs) um (laughs) and be you know true disciples you know put the foot you know to the mouthpiece basically and um like they like to say put the pedal to the metal um also it's been a reoccurring theme um everyone's looking for the real relationship um i.e reaching out um i want to say mainly like just people i want to say worldly people or non-believers but even the believers are looking for that real relationship um and when i say real relationship i'm going back to they want to see action um we're tired of you know hearsay and words you know words mean nothing you know if you can't back it up with some action um and that's especially with you know our generation and generation coming up after us that's what I've been seeing um and I've been hearing is you know I really don't believe you unless they've seen some proof um because the world is very misleading and mistrusting and so you're not showing me nothing then what are you saying what are you really saying i don't have a relationship with you so um also (laughs) um the come as you are comment is um (sighs) well we really like when people say come as you are like we said they really don't mean it you know because for example we have people Uh, visitors or whatever coming to the church and let me just tell you now like the believers are going and are evolving to where they're changing the way they look they don't look like you're I guess old school or typical or what you would normally see as a believer should dress look um you know even behave I'm not gonna say like vulgar or anything like that but you get what I'm saying like they're different Um, and to God, that's acceptable. Um, different is in, and I'm not going to say, I'm not saying like worldly, please don't, you know, (laughs) misinterpret what I'm saying, but, um, they're going to look different. They're already looking different. They're going to speak differently in a different way, but it'll still be scripture. Um, so the come as you are has to really come as you are it has to embrace that um thing also <laughs> when you know my husband mentioned we are not ashamed uh, oh the world is not ashamed of you know whatever they do and choose to display and talk about and so we shouldn't be either um we you know god's really been ministering to me about being bold in christ joshua 1 9 um, you know, he, it's a command, you know, it's not, <laughs> the, you know, haven't I, you know, commanded you to be strong and courageous, do not, um, fear or do, be dismayed for the Lord is with you wherever you go, leaning and depending on the Lord and his presence and all that encompasses that man is powerful and is bold. And when you choose, um, cause it's a choice to embrace that god's boldness and his courage and step out on faith you'll experience that and god will use you to the fullest capacity um so we have to be bold um as believers and it it 
would or should and may not for that moment, but it may minister to the unbelievers or whoever's watching who's kind of limbo, you know, like, oh, well, I was raised this, but man, this looks attractive or, you know, you just don't know people's backgrounds or, um, I'm, you know, we talk about church hurt at, you know, our church, um, I've had a lot of church hurt or whatever, and, you know, I I really don't trust you, so it's going to take me a minute. You know, like I said, you really don't know people's backgrounds, but when you decide to be bold in Christ um, and allow the Holy Spirit to use you, um, you will start to reach outside, not not only the four corners of the church, but the four corners of the world. Because social media, baby. (laughs) And then also, too, as you were talking about the the come as you are with that it's you you gotta be really careful with that because I mean a lot of people will say it because it sounds good it's what you're (laughs) supposed to say oh no you know we're not gonna judge you come as you are say that lightly though (laughs) yeah until somebody come up in there as they are with a short skirt on then all of a sudden it's oh let's let's move you to the back and what what I think about is we say come as you are but we only say that because we want them to conform, like I said earlier, to what we think they should be. Not even what God thinks they should be. We want them to conform to what we think they should be. Ooh, you shouldn't be wearing that. Ooh, you shouldn't have that. And we're not patient enough to let the transformation take place. And that's the one of the words I really wanted to get to because in order for the four corners of the church to meet the four corners of the earth, it's gonna take patience because this is a process. I mean, you think about it. Jesus spent three years with his disciples. And that was, and somebody may say, well, that's not a very long time. No, they were with him every day. Almost every second of the day, they were with Christ. Mm -hmm. And you can see some some of his frustration, if you will, when he's saying to them, man, y'all still lack faith? What, what, where's your faith, right? And so with that, he displayed great patience with these disciples, right? Because they weren't where they needed to be. But because of his patience and his presence, they progressed to a prospering position to the point where now they're producing everything the kingdom wants to put out. So what am I saying? Is when people start to come in or more importantly when we start to reach out be patient not only be patient with that person but be patient with yourself Mm -hmm. especially when we're reaching out because when we're trying to meet the four corners of the earth that's going to take some time but if you're as my wife was alluding to if you're led by the holy spirit under his guidance and his direction which is the foundation of you even being out there to reach out then allow the fruit of the spirit one of the fruits of the spirit, long suffering. Mm-hmm. Allow that to be a strong point in in your process, right? Because this is your process as well. Because you're gonna have to be patient as well as helping them progress. Mm-hmm. But you need but their their progression is going to need your patience. Yay. Because if they don't have your patience, then they won't progress. Or at least not with you. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a problem because why? God has gifted you to be a disciple. 
And, you know, we talk about at our church that this is a year of discipleship for us. Mm -hmm. And so that being said, when we focus on discipleship, you got to have that patience. You got to include patience because it's so important to do that because we can be all excited and gung ho about going to reach the world and reach the lost. And then we get out there and they reject us. We're ready to be like, oh, shoot, we did our part. Forget you then. Why we dust our feet off. Uh, right we use, use that scripture we to use that scripture <laughs> without realizing wow i'm seeing that now without realizing even though jesus told them to do that he never told them to leave the city now watch this here's why i say that mm-hmm. because they weren't supposed to leave the city because that no could have not just been a no forever just may have been a not now right and so with them saying no in that moment and them just wiping their feet off with them going to the next house in that city, mm. they may see something that changes their mind. Oh, wow. Our neighbor got, our, our neighbor is acting a little different now. They used to be rude to us. Now they're nice. What happened? Oh, those same people that came to our house went to their house and ministered to them and changed their mind about some stuff in their life. And now they just look vibrant and, and alive. We need some of that. So now that what we once rejected, we are ready to receive. And so what happens is he tells his disciples in this process, if you can really see it, I really want to go now and study. If you can really see it, he's saying, wipe your feet off, but don't leave that city. You can leave that home and they can stay where they are. But if they decide to change their minds, be ready to receive them and have patience with them in their process. So they can get the type of progress that they need or the type of progress as somebody else who received the first time. Mm-hmm. So. And hey, that was good. So, of course, I was writing down my notes. I don't forget. So you said discipleship, because that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, reaching outside the four walls. Um, we talked about it in one of our you know, UCMA um, United Christian Ministers Association represent. We talked about it in one of our uh, clergy development meetings um, and what that means. And Dr. Don Bosch, he mentioned, he said restoration, bold. He was bold when he said that. Okay. And that's what it is. And, you know, when my husband was speaking, that's what it, you know, reminded me of is when we talked about discipleship being restoration and with that restoration like Donnell already mentioned comes patience you have to have patience um it's our duty and if you know you love someone and you're practicing love in action um of course it doesn't always feel good but it shouldn't you know consist of your feelings anyway um then it'll it'll become easier as the process and steps are taken um so i have another note even actions i.e continual show showmanship or show of love genuine love um, will change the surroundings and possibly the person that you're ministering to um now i said possibly because not everyone's going to receive that's just point blank period you know um but I've seen personally at work, you know, of course I've had to hold my tongue 
because people can talk to you crazy. But I was like, no, like, I'm not going to respond how they want me to respond, how they think I should respond. Um, based off of how they're talking to me right now, I'm still going to show them love. Still going to be cordial. Um, and eventually it did change my surroundings. I do pray before I go to work for peace. And I've been having peace at work. Regardless of what's going on, you can feel God's peace. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, thank you. <laughs> because we as believers, we can slip back easy. It, it takes but one temptation, right? Or one thing, you know, if you're not really deep, 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 deep. And even if you are deep, sometimes it just yanks you back out into what you used to do and so it takes practice it takes prayer um it takes reading your word and being knowledgeable of your word and um acting out the word in real life um to be obedient to be disciplined um so the question that comes up as you know how can we disciple if we can't be disciplined, you know? And the thing is, like, I don't say you can't completely. Maybe you can, um, but not fully because people will start, at like, when you're discipling people, they'll start to watch you. They'll start to watch your actions. And if it's this way one day and this way the other day, you're not you're showing them mixed, you're giving them mixed messages, and so, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, like, when people preach half a scripture, and so, people think that, like, oh, okay, well, this is fine, but if I continue to do this, this worldly thing, that's fine, too, so you're saying both of these things are okay, and so, when you think you're discipling, or you're leading them into the right path, you're actually leading them into the wrong path um and it's a sticky you know situation there and it's dangerous it's very dangerous and so that's what I get to like I pray like lord like I don't want to lead people in the wrong direction because I know they're watching me like I know I'm not perfect by any means and I make sure to make that a point you know when speaking or saying anything um um but I also want to, and I know I'm made in the image of Christ. I know I'm made in the image of you, Lord. And so I want to represent you well, um, based off of our integrity of, you know, our relationship I, and our, my love for you and your love for me. Like, I, I want to represent you very well. Um, I do want to please you, um, but I do love you. And so out of that love for you, I will love your children. I will, you know, despite of fake love, despite of fake relationships, because we see it, we're not dumb, but we still love them and we will treat them, you know, as your as you treat them. Um, like, like we said last night, love your neighbor as you love yourself, the golden rule, right? Mm-hmm. You know, love God with your whole heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. And I think, I really do believe that is the basis when it comes to discipleship, 
because you have to be patient. You have to be persistent. You have to persevere. You have to endure long suffering. Um, and that all of that encompasses love for that individual and love for God's children. Um, I, I truly do believe that. And so that's my uh, perspective. My side. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And just a, a disclaimer, because I had to go to the scripture. Disclaimer. Jesus, Jesus does tell his disciples, um, um, when you depart that house or that city. And I know I said he never said leave the city, so let me just put this out there. He said when you depart <laughs> that house or that city. So if that whole city decides to reject it, then wipe your feet. But even still, you cannot misuse the scripture as if this is a completely closed door, mm-hmm. right? Wipe your feet. But if they ever change their minds, receive them. So you can reject, they can reject you, but be ready to receive them, right? Some Similar to the prodigal son. He, he was ready to get out of his father's house. So I'm rejecting everything that, that you, you're doing now. And I want to do my own thing. But the father was, was like, okay, cool. But I will always be ready to receive you when you change your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's the same way when we dust our feet off, right? Hey, I'm, I'm rejecting you, or you're rejecting me, so that's fine. I'll, I'll remove myself from your presence. But if you ever change your mind, let me know, and I'll receive you. Because why? Because Christ received me when I didn't want him. Mm-hmm. So uh, who am I not to receive someone else when in those moments they don't want what I have <clears throat> or what God has given me to give to them? That they can have the same thing too. So, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out real quick. So, all you fact checkers. <laughs> and it reminds Oh, sorry, are you? I was just saying, please oh. go go to the word about it and check yeah. it out. Because mm-hmm. I always want to try to come correct. And if I'm not, let I, me know. Right. I mean, we're not um, offended if you correct us. Because, like, I think I alluded to earlier, like, we're still learning. And I think everyone's still learning. You never stop learning. And those who think you have or you learn or you know everything, you're sadly mistaken. Um, but when you were talking, um, it reminded me of Elder Bird when he preached. Like what stuck out to me, amongst other things, of course, was grace um, and having grace on your enemies loving your enemies basically um and just showing grace grace and mercy because god has shown grace and mercy to you all right by sending his son first of all to die for our sins um by loving you and not you know immediately sending you to hell when it came to all the crap that you pulled off you know in your life when you should have been (laughs) you know gone um, so it's like, man, Lord, like you really, you really do love me. You really have shown grace on me. Like, because I know I was a jerk, like, like personally, <laughs> I was a mean son of a gun. And so, um, like, man, you really shown grace to me and loved me despite all of my flaws and those that, those of those flaws and imperfections that, I'll even make in the future, Lord, like, you see those ahead of time, and you still love me, like, you still pardon me, and have grace 
on my life. And so for that, I will praise you and I'll be bold and I will say thank you. I will worship you. I will lift up my hands. I, um, like, um, I was going to say, like, how could you... How could you just sit there in your seat, you know, blah, 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 you know, and not give God praise, you know, and it's starting to make sense now. Like some people, granted, they still don't do that. Like that's not their way of worship, which is fine, but it's starting to make sense to me personally now because it's like, she's like, you know, when you really, really, really understand and you think about and you meditate on what God has really done for you and the love and amount he has for you that you can't even fully comprehend it's overwhelming joy that you have to let it out somehow and some people may let it out by clapping their hands, crying um, I'll bring it up again but my great great grandma, she never said anything like <laughs> she would just sway and she would just cry while she was sitting down and that was her worship. Like, it wasn't, you know, falling on the floor, speaking in tongues or anything like that. That was her worship. And so, I think I can go past, I think. <laughs> um, but anyway, that was her worship. And so, yeah, I just, I just want to say that. Mm-hmm. But we're wrapping it up. <laughs> yeah, so, um... <clears throat> We hope y'all enjoyed that. Hope you got something out of it. Yeah. Um, before we shut it down, if if you're a listener, um, you don't know Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, this is a great opportunity to have Him, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's the easiest thing. I say the easiest thing. It's the easiest thing to do. It's not always the easiest thing to live out. But if you got Christ, you'll always be able to live it out and live it out to the fullest because He's got your back. So. It's simple. If you want to receive Christ and live this life and be a part of reaching the four corners of the earth, uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So it's just that simple. You believe in your heart and you say it with your mouth. And you can just repeat after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Forgive me of all my sins. I receive your son who died for my sins into my life. And I thank you for erasing my past and giving me a bright future. In Jesus' name, amen. Man. So congratulations, turn up, turn up. Welcome. Yeah, that's you, yo. Welcome to the kingdom. Make sure you get in a good uh, Bible-based believing church that is sharing the word properly, um, and it is also helping you uh, grow spiritually so that you're able to go reach somebody else. As they're patient with you, you can be patient with others. Show them grace. Yeah, and more <clears throat> importantly, as God is patient with you and continues to show you grace, you can display that to others. Uh, into the world that you can see that change that the kingdom has on someone else's life just like it had on your life mm-hmm. so, that's all i got all right love y'all thank you for listening oh yeah and being patient with us in our uh, inconsistency <laughs> it's life y'all it's life all right. anyway. <laughs>
Love you. Love you. Bye.